Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is September 12th, 2022, and our first story, a Democrat who has been arrested for murder will remain in office and keep getting paid. And many people are laughing at the idea, but this goes to show even if Donald Trump is indicted for any reason, he can and will still run for president. They can't keep him out. Even that records law people try to cite won't be enough. In our next story, Donald Trump shows up in D.C. in golf shoes and everyone now is speculating he's about to be arrested or uh, he's going golfing. And in our last story, Scooby-Doo, get woke, go broke. In a new video game, Velma calls the police on people. So I guess it's racist. And they had to take out the police car, replace it with a mystery machine. So now instead of arresting you, you get thrown in the back of a van and kidnapped, I guess. Okay, this one's kind of funny. If you like this show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. All right, this time, I'd love to start off this segment by singing that old classic song, you know, the one, I don't want to set the world on fire. They use it as the opening theme to Fallout 3, signifying the collapse of civilization. I give you, from the New York Post, Las Vegas official accused of killing reporter will remain in office and get paid. Let me slow down there. This man wasn't just accused of killing, he was arrested and charged for the murder of a journalist and will keep his job as an elected Democratic official and they will keep paying him. (laughs) I just like, wow. Look, I'm all about innocent until proven guilty. And I said that to this guy, you know, show me the proof. But he was denied bail. Okay, so let me just, I I just want to simplify it here. You know, when you're denied bail, we have a, a, a conundrum when it comes to the right uh, to the presumption of innocence. And it's that if there is a preponderance of evidence that you are a violent individual who will hurt others, then we do say upon due process, we can hold you until we figure this thing out, which is why even though I actually am a fan, fan of bail reform and getting rid of cash bail, still think if the accusation with a preponderance of evidence and indictment shows violent behavior, then we say, I'm sorry, dude. And this means, and I know it is messed up, you lose your job and a bunch of bad things happen. I don't like that innocent people get put in jail. I'd also like to find a way to solve these problems and make sure that innocent people aren't harmed. Maybe there should be some kind of like protection act that uh, you, you can come back to your job or it's hard to do because you're dealing with the private sector. But here's a guy 
who was denied bail in the murder of a journalist. Democrat keeps his job, keeps getting paid. Man, you just you just love to see it. In the meantime, it does bring up a very important concept that I think men on the left should hear that um, you can run for office and retain office in jail. And you know what that means to all of our friends on the left who are cheering for the indictment of Donald Trump and praying for his arrest that won't stop him from doing anything. In fact, I'd imagine arresting Donald Trump would only make him more likely to run. And we have seen throughout history the bad and the good. There have been many, many bad people who've been arrested, gotten out and then ran for office and it helped them. And there have been many good people who are locked up and then, you know, ran for ended up coming out, running for office, becoming prominent political figures. When a machine tries to persecute and prosecute, they sometimes just make a living martyr, a symbol of some kind of anti-establishment idea, which then per, uh, uh, brings us to revolution. I'll put it that way. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's really, really bad. So going after Trump may not work the way people think it will. But we do have more data, more and more data coming out talking about the likes of civil war, which brings me back to the original story. This level of corruption, I understand it's a local story, but we hear in the media over and over again about how the right are extremists and terrorists, how Donald Trump was rallying people to attack journalists. And now not only has the story graduated from Democrat accused of murdering journalist to then Democrat arrested and charged with murdering the journalist to now. And that guy gets to keep his position in office and we're still going to pay him. Yo, at a certain point, can we just throw our hands in the air and be like, I think the machine is broken. They're going to go after Trump. They went after Bannon. Right now, there's speculation because Trump flew to D.C. that he could be answering an indictment or answering questions or something may be happening. Fine. The only move they have is that if they do charge Trump, it will be over destruction or manipulation of official records. And they're going to try and argue that now he's ineligible to be president. But my friends, PolitiFact says the Constitution does not say that. Many people pointed out this law when Hillary Clinton destroyed her server and all that stuff or when her people did. She instructed it. Who knows? The point is, they said, aha, she destroyed records. Therefore, she can't hold office. The argument is the Constitution doesn't say it. So can there be a statutory law passed saying that you can't hold office if you did this thing? Maybe you got that guy, Coy Griffin. He was removed from office under uh, I think it was removed under the 14th Amendment because they say he was engaged in insurrection against the U.S. government. OK, well, this guy gets to keep his office, but that guy doesn't. This is going to be really interesting, my friends. So let's take a look. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com to become a member and support our work directly. As a member, you'll get access to all of our awesome shows, notably the TimCast IRL Uncensored Show. Just click the TimCast IRL podcast down here on the website, and you can't see it on the screen because I'm blocking it. But um, we do Monday through Thursday, uncensored, not so family-friendly shows, a lot of swearing. And as a member, you're supporting our work, allowing us to keep doing what we're doing. And uh, you get to watch those shows as well as the Cast Castle vlog. And uh, Tales from the Inverted World's got some members only stuff. I think we're going to be launching some pop culture crisis members only stuff, but uh, really could use your support. It supports uh, our journalists. Let's jump over to this first story. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the story with your friends, post this wherever you can. Here we go. An elected official who allegedly murdered an investigative reporter in Las Vegas will remain in office for a month and still get paid while he sits in prison. I'd love to just point out how many people 
get arrested, and then keep their jobs. Some people do if it's a high-profile job. But there are many working-class people who are wrongly arrested, don't show up for work the next day, get fired, get out of jail a week later being like, I didn't do anything wrong, and they wrongly arrested me. And they're like, oh, sorry, we hired someone else. No call, no show. Sucks how that works, doesn't it? Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tellis was denied bail last week after he was charged in the stabbing death of Jeff German, a Las Vegas Review Journal journalist who had been probing Tellis's alleged misconduct in office. And I just want to point out, too, this is a journalist going after a Democrat. Mm-hmm. But as he waits behind bars, a county leader said Tellis will keep getting paid. For now, he's still an elected officer and he'll get paid while he's in jail. Segerblom said voters have the option to recall Tellis, who lost a Democratic primary in June, but 100,000 signatures are required to put the ballot initiative forward. Come on. That's amazing. There is the possibility that Tellis could resign. We can take the scope of work away from him. But as far as of of him having the title and getting the salary, it is that way because the voters picked him. Hey, fair point. I I think that's a fair point. They should not just be able to remove someone from office if they're charged with a crime. Otherwise, the executive branch could just charge you with the crime and then remove you. You see how that works? Tellus is reportedly paid $130,000 annually. County officials have stressed they have already taken some action against Tellus, including prohibiting him from Clark County facilities. The county also said it told its staff to no longer report to him in a a couple months ago, which will continue until a new administrator starts following the November election. Now, this is tough. Fair point. If I elect somebody and then cops can just remove him, then you live in a banana republic. At the same time, let's be real. When someone is criminally charged, anyone for any reason, they're getting removed from whatever it is they're doing, period. If you are denied bail, you had a bail hearing, they say, here's what we think happened. Here's our preponderance of evidence. We think remand is necessary. Judge then says, you know, I go ahead and agree. That's part of your due process. And in that, you are now removed from public work. So why is this guy so special? That being said, it also means that should Trump get get arrested, he can still run for office. So while this guy waits in jail, innocent until proven guilty, he'll keep getting paid. Special privileges, am I right? We have this story from Mediaite. Half of Republicans believe a total breakdown of law and order and civil war is imminent. Oh, wow. Well, okay. This is a poll that we did see recently, a new poll from YouGov asking people what they thought was going to happen. They say the data polled from Democrats and Republicans show that 37% of Americans believe there's at least a chance it will happen in some form. The numbers suggest that about 40% of Americans predict a civil war between Democrats and Republicans. 32% expect a civil war between red and blue states. 28% expect a war between different races. On a similar note, the poll also found that 28% of people expect states will try to secede from the union again. Even beyond the possibility of a civil war, YouGov's polling shows a huge chunk of Americans expecting the worst for the, for the country's future. About 38% of respondents think America won't be a democracy for much longer. Amazing, because it's not, not, not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, 
They offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. With um, democratically elected representatives. So, um, sure. An average of 25% went even further by predicting the country will become either a fascist or communist dictatorship. Oy. You know what I can't stand? When people say things like, when you go out in the real world, these people aren't fighting each other. It's the internet. Yeah, that was Bill Burr. And uh, it's true. If you go out in the real world, you don't see it. Gee, I wonder why. You go out to MAGA country, West Virginia, nobody's fighting. Could it be that they all agree with each other? You go to New York. Well, I would say mostly nobody's fighting, but crime is through the roof. But politically, for the most part, there may be some protests against the cops, but they all agree with each other. I wonder why that is. Then you look at a Chick-fil-A in a city and it's got protesters. Ah, you see, in big liberal areas, why are they, they're not going to be fighting themselves? Same thing is true for conservatives. Online is where the two ideas are clashing constantly and consistently. You look at churches getting vandalized. You look at pregnancy centers getting firebombed and tell me it's not happening in the real world. It is. But people like Bill Burr, he walks around big city, big city, like, hey, nobody's fighting. What's going on? Gee, I wonder why, dude. Go look at a pregnancy center. Go look at an area where Republicans congregate and you'll see the left going after them. So, yes, maybe. And here's where it goes. Trump's former White House lawyer said the chance of him being indicted for inciting the Capitol riot is very high. Ty Cobb said it just the other day. President Trump's former lawyer said there's a very high chance he could be indicted. Quote, I think the president is in serious legal water. Not so much because of the Mar-a-Lago search, but because of the obstructive activity he took in connection with the January 6th proceeding and the attempts to interfere in the election count in Georgia, Arizona, Pennsylvania, and perhaps Michigan. We'll see. There's more. Howard Stern on Trump. I don't know how they don't indict that dude. Now, a lot of people may be saying, who cares about Howard Stern? He does have a sizable audience. It's true. He's a very wealthy guy. Also true. Culturally, it does matter. What we're seeing in the culture is the, the fracturing. And I think music is a really good example of this. And especially, you know, I'm especially learning a lot about this with the release of our song, Only Ever Wanted. Check it out on Spotify or buy it. The thing is, people aren't looking to the big pop releases anymore. They found the music they like and they just play it. Now, I don't know what this will mean for the country moving forward that we have a completely, I, I would say bifurcated, but it's like an octuffurcated. It's, it's just, there's thousands of genres and different kinds of music and people like tons of different things. They're not unified around these certain ideas. So while Howard Stern is influential, his influence is waning. It's interesting. It's a decentralization of sorts. People who are on the bottom are rising up, but there's an upper limit. If you're someone who produces political content, you know, here's, here's what I get. I got, you know, half a million views on the last video I did, about 200 to 300,000 on average. And you look at that and, you, and, and then you look at other shows that get millions. Well, yeah, sports is going to get more. Uh, cultural issues directly going to get more because people are choosing what they care about. But this means that when it comes to politics, things are hyperpolarizing. 
People used to listen to some rock, watch an action movie, get some politics. Now, there's people who listen to rock and don't do anything else. People who watch action movies don't do anything else. And people who listen to politics don't do anything else. This is part of the hyperpolarization. My point is, Howard Stern should have no opinion on this for the most part, but the dude has become politically obsessed. Me, I've always been in politics. That's the funny thing. They once tried to accuse me of shoehorning myself into politics. And I'm like, dude, I was doing fundraising for activist nonprofits on political issues, sending postcards. This is what I've always done. But there are people who weren't political who are getting into it. From the insider, businessinsider.com. A former federal prosecutor says Donald Trump should be arrested promptly after unlawfully taking classified records. Did he sell them to America's adversaries? The answer, uh, I believe it's Betridge's law of headlines. Any headline that asks a question can be answered with the uh, single word no. Because if they could, they would say it if they had reason to say it. But here's another guy, blah, blah, blah. You get the point from Newsweek. Trump can run for president even if he's indicted, ex-lawyer. Oh, really? Well, okay. now we're getting interesting. An ex-lawyer for President Trump campaigns in an interview Wednesday that if Trump is indicted by the DOJ, he will run for president. The comments from attorney Joe DiGenova were made on Newsmax's Greg Kelly reports and came as the Department of Justice is investigating Trump over the possible mishandling of classified documents. Last week, the FBI, with the approval of Attorney General Merrick Garland, carried out a raid of Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort home. Of course, that was last month. This is an older story. Trump and his allies have sharply criticized the Department of Justice's actions, with Trump saying it is part of an ongoing witch hunt. In his Wednesday interview, DiGenova said Garland is now crazy. Quote, he's going to indict Trump. They're going to figure out some charge because they want to harm him, to ruin him, to basically cut him off at the knees so he can't run for president. This process is arrogant, abusive, and an, an, and an affront to the Constitution. They are going to indict Donald Trump. Merrick Garland has lost his senses. Kelly then asked DiGenova about the possibility of Trump running for re-election if he's indicted by the Department of Justice. But I think you pointed out last week, if they do indict him, if they are crazy enough to do it, that doesn't render him ineligible to run or even be president, Kelly said. Eugene Debs ran for president from a federal prison. There's no reason that that's going to happen to Donald Trump. He's not going to be in a federal prison, said uh, DiGenova said, referring to labor leader Eugene V. Debs, who ran for president in 1920 while serving a prison sentence. Sentence. But if he's indicted, he will run for president. Nothing in the U.S. Constitution prevents someone convicted of a crime from running for president or from winning a presidential race. While Trump hasn't formally said he will seek the presidency again in 2024, he has strongly suggested he will launch another campaign. Trump signaled he would run again in an interview in July when he stated that it would be very hard for him not to do so. Last week, the state attorney for Palm Beach County, Florida, said that Trump has to be worried about the mole within Mar-a-Lago that may have informed investigators about the ex-president's alleged mishandling of documents. They had someone on the inside who knew that Trump was allegedly lying about the possession of these documents and knew where it was located inside that safe. The prosecutor, Dave Ehrenberg, said. Interesting, interesting. All right, now what? From The Guardian. Here's the next step. And again, another older story. Trump should announce run for 2024 soon to avoid indictment, source says. Source close to Donald Trump suggested the Justice Department would find it trickier to prosecute a presidential candidate. I agree. I said this a while ago, and I'll say it again. Trump should announce immediately. Be brave, Trump. Have some balls. The concern, I guess, is that if he announces, he could cause problems for the midterms, or he's concerned that if he does and the Republicans do bad in the midterms, it will shine poorly on him. Yo, just get out there. Just do it. Donald, 
announce you're running. We all know it. Recently, I think it was a fundraiser. I'm not sure. Trump said that we have he's like, we have to win. It's a very important election and we're going to have to win a very important year. They call it 2024. And everyone's like, woo, like we get it, dude. We know you're running. Just say it. Well, here's the issue. When you announce that you're running, all of a sudden you have federal election commission rules. You can't raise money. You can't exchange gifts. So everybody wants to hint that they're going to run, but then they don't want to announce it until they absolutely have to. From The Guardian, they say Donald Trump has to announce a campaign for the Republican presidential nomination in 2024 in the next two weeks, according to a senior source close to Trump. If the former president wants to head off being indicted under the Espionage Act after the FBI search at Mar-a-Lago last week. Now, it's been a month. All right. So we'll see. In communications reviewed by The Guardian, the source indicated Trump needed to announce because politically it would be harder for the U.S. Department of Justice to indict a candidate for office than a former president out of the electoral running. Now, hold on there a minute. I wonder. I really do. Maybe Trump wants to be indicted. We've heard this before. Trump would want to be indicted so that he can claim a witch hunt. He can then say, look how far they're going. This is insane. Stop them before it's too late. We had, I think it was James Lindsay on Timcast IRL. And he pointed out, I think it was James Lindsay. He was on a plane. And someone said that they didn't like Trump. They were voting Democrat. But the FBI raid on Trump was just too much. And now they were getting scared. And you should be. He can wait, the source said of Ron DeSantis. In contrast, a former White House official said Trump could yet decide not to run for fear of losing his grip on his party and role as a kingmaker should an indictment force him to drop out of the race. Why would it? A search warrant unsealed on Friday showed that the FBI seized from Mar-a-Lago sets of documents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we all know that. I wonder. I wonder if Trump is concerned that if he announces he's running for office, the FBI then will indict him as a means to get him to stop. You know what I mean? Like the idea is they're holding indictment in their back pocket to use as a reaction to Trump because hey, it's like they say, the last word, whoever gets the last word, right? So if Trump comes out and says, I am hereby formally declaring, and then the FBI comes out and says, sir, you're under arrest. Trump might be able to claim that they're coming after him politically. But the thing that people will hear is that Trump is indicted. They won't hear that he's running for office. So maybe it's a game of chicken. Trump's waiting for them to indict so he can say, hey, I'm running for office. They can't do this. And then he gets the last word of the matter. I mean, a lot of people will share a lot of words, but we'll see. Now, here's where you love to see it from PolitiFact. The Constitution doesn't bar criminals for running for president. Uh Oh, quote, the law overturned the law. This is the uh, Presidential Records Act of 1978. Let's, let's read. Let's read. Social media users noted that the FBI executed a search warrant at Trump's home the same day that Nixon announced his resignation in 1974. Nixon was the inspiration for the Presidential Records Act of 1978, which requires presidential records to be stored with the National Archives for safekeeping. The law overturned the long-running tradition of private ownership that dated the beginning of the Republic by declaring that after January 20th, 1981, the records of all presidents would be the property of the American people. Mark Elias, a lawyer who litigates election law case on behalf of Democrats, highlighted that line about disqualification that said and, and tweeted, the media is missing the really, really big reason why the raid today is a potential blockbuster in American politics. In a subsequent tweet, Elias wrote 
that there would undoubtedly be a constitutional challenge to the application of this law to a president. One can speculate how it would turn out, but it is unprecedented and would be fully litigated. And that law says that if you destroy records, you can't hold office. Constitution doesn't say that. Rick Hasen, an election law expert at the University of California, Los Angeles, said he doesn't see how a conviction for violating the code preventing uh, Trump from running office of U.S. Code uh, 207 doesn't see a conviction for violating it, preventing a Trump run for office. That statute cannot trump the Constitution, which sets the exclusive qualifications for president. So this is not a path to making Trump legally ineligible to run for office. Simply put, there is no means by which they can stop Donald Trump. So to throw it back to our opening story, you get the point. I think the dude who was arrested on the murder charges maybe should be in a suspended role, but uh, you get the point. The U.S. Constitution upholds the principle that voters decide who shall represent them. The Constitution says only natural born citizens or U.S. citizens who are at least 35 years old and have been a resident of the U.S. for at least 14 years can run for president. Previous Supreme Court rulings hold that a state cannot prohibit indicted or convicted felons from running for federal office. And Congress cannot add qualifications to the office of the president. Someone could use the record statute to attempt to challenge Trump's potential run for office. Oh, and they will. And the courts would then rule on the constitutionality of this bid. Democrat lawyers would agree it would make it to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court would toss it out. Convicted felons have run for president and lost. Lyndon LaRouche was convicted in 1988 of tax and mail fraud conspiracy and ran for president multiple times between 76 and 2004. Eugene Debs, convicted of violating the Espionage Act of, uh, of 1917 for anti-war speech, was in a federal prison when he ran for president as a socialist in 1920. Debs' supporters handed out campaign buttons for prisoners, prisoner 9653. Ooh, creepy. While it's legally possible to run for office behind bars, it would pose some political challenges in terms of limiting a candidate's ability to fundraise or hold rallies. Not for Trump. They'd spam message you being like Trump is rotting away in prison and the travesty. And then the Democrats would be like, they're trying to get a criminal out of jail. You have to vote against him. Man, things are falling apart and falling apart fast. Proving a case under the records law involves specific criteria. That's right. Not only is it a dumb long shot with no constitutional basis, the likelihood they actually convict him on this is slim to none. The indictment is to smear Trump. But will he even be the presidential nominee or will the indictment be the reason he's not? Predict it now believes it will be Ron DeSantis. You know, it's hard to say, man. I lean towards towards DeSantis. I do. For one reason. Military experience. Hands down. Sorry. Have a nice day. Um, but hold on. Hold on. I know I got I, I got to clarify this. Uh, in April or so, I said I like DeSantis over Trump. Then Trump came out and said, we're going to fire everybody. Okay, he didn't really say it, but the story was behind the scenes. That's what he was planning. And then I said, "Okay, Trump, that's it right there. You got me. Then Ron DeSantis actually took action against a woke DA, suspending him using his executive powers. And I said, well, maybe, man, maybe I like Trump for a lot of reasons. I'm I'm on the fence between the two of them. I'll tell you this, Trump. You know, uh, Carl Benjamin put it interestingly, he's got to finish his narrative arc. Trump set out to do something. We want to see him do it. Yeah, something about the bull rampaging through the ivory tower is appealing. But as, as time goes on, and I see what Ron DeSantis does, DeSantis pushes back. 
So after I'm saying like, maybe it's got to be Trump to fire everybody, people pointed out, yeah, but he didn't. He didn't fire everybody. So why would he be the right choice? And I'm like, we've got something better in Ron DeSantis in a lot of ways. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I guess people really want to see a Trump-DeSantis ticket, followed by, you know, two more terms of DeSantis. Santorum told me, Rick Santorum, he said, it's wishful thinking to think you'll get three Republican terms. And I think he's right. So I kind of feel like Ron DeSantis is, is a powerful opportunity. It's split, though. Predict it is not polling, okay? Polling is when you ask someone, who do you want to be president? You can also ask, who do you think will be the nominee? When you poll people, they'll tell you they want Trump. When you predict it, people bet on Ron DeSantis. And that says a lot. This is probably a lot of Democrats answering. And what's happening is they're buying shares in Ron DeSantis being the nominee. Because that 36 cents will turn into $1. Now, some people buy, say, Ted Cruz for 3 cents because they think he'll run the, the, the probabilities will increase and his three cent share will turn to six cents. And then you sell those shares. That's how it works, right? I think that's how it works. I don't know. But the idea here is the wisdom of the crowd is predicting DeSantis for a variety of reasons. And we don't know exactly why. There, there's, I, think, I think I can load nine more people. Mitt Romney's in there. Who do we got in here? Christy Nome is in there. Larry Hogan. Oh, come on. I really don't see that happening. Even Trump Jr. and Tucker Carlson are in there. No, I'm thinking it might be DeSantis. It might be DeSantis, and it may be because they use the power of law enforcement to smear Donald Trump, and they've been doing it. It's hard to know, man. Some people think DeSantis is too good to be true, that he's, he's whispering all of these sweet nothings into your ears. Yo, Donald Trump got in and appointed Bolton and Chris Ray, Among other bad people, he should have fired. Milley should have been fired. Fauci should have been fired. So when he talks about draining the swamp, Maybe he got rid of some of it. He made that move on, on schedule left to make it easier to fire federal employees. But ultimately, what, he didn't do enough. I don't know. I don't know if he did enough. Ron DeSantis may be too good to be true, but isn't Trump too good to be true? Now, I will say this. Trump on the economy at a national level, he proved he's done really, really well. But hold on there a minute, my friends. The 2020 pandemic started with Trump. Look, there are pros and there are cons. And I think the one big factor here is DeSantis has repeatedly pr- proven at the state level he can do what needs to be done, even draining the swamp. And he doesn't carry the same baggage as Trump. That's why I'm kind of like, maybe he's the better option. But look, I'm not a diehard Trump supporter, never have been. I think Trump's a funny guy. You know, I don't think he's evil. I think his foreign poly- policy was, was beautiful. I talked with Dave Smith, libertarian guy, Mises Caucus. And I said, we, we argued about it. He was like, Trump? What did he really do? It's like he was killing kids. There were drone strikes. And I'm like, he was getting no new wars. He's like, is that the standard? He still did bad. He's still bad. And I'm like, I'm a reformer. You're revolutionary. I see Trump making moves in the right direction. And I say, please, I would like more of this. And the problem, I think, is with revolutionary mindset is they want all or nothing, all or nothing. I want it all now. 
or nothing. And I'm like, man, I got to tell you, we might have to take what we can get. But someone super chatted us on IRL and said, this is a problem that was created over 100 years. It will not be reversed in 100 days. And I said, that's it right there, man. That's it right there. Trump's not perfect, but he did good. He did. He did bad, too. A lot of bad things. They all do bad things. But Trump was one of the best. And that's not saying a lot, but it's saying we got to take what we can get. I hope Ron DeSantis will be as good. But some people have questions about his stance on BDS. He's a Freedom Caucus guy, though. So I got my fingers crossed. And I think media, for media reasons, Ron may be the better option. He's just half the age, you know? He's just half the age. It's just better. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. You know, to simplify it, you know, I was more in favor of DeSantis for a variety of reasons in April. I mentioned this with the, with the Daily Wire guys. I moved back towards Trump when Trump said he was going to fire everybody. But then Ron DeSantis, DeSantis went after DeSantis. DeSantis went after that woke prosecutor. And I'm like, he's shown that he can do it. And I think that's on purpose. So maybe he's just proven himself to be better. Look, I don't care if the Trump supporters get mad at me about it. Call me a cuck or whatever they want to call me. I'm not going to mask my opinions for the sake of pandering to Trump's fan base. Ron DeSantis has done a tremendous job. People in Florida don't like it either because they don't want us taking away Ron DeSantis. But I'm not sure he's going to run in 2024. Right now, he's focused on winning his, his election in Florida. I think he's going to win that handily. And we'll see. For the time being, in the generic ballot for Congress, Democrats have taken the lead. Real Clear Politics' latest numbers up 0.4. The generic ballot for 538 has them up 1.3. So Democrats may still be losing these polls show they're winning, but they're skewed, but it shows they're recovering. Republicans lost a tremendous lead, and we thought it was going to be a big red wave. And now I'll tell you what's going to happen, because this is what happened last time. They're going to be like, Tim made terrible predictions. He was so wrong. Dude, on April 7th, when I'm reading the news and I'm like, Republicans are up three points. That's apocalyptic for Democrats. Does that change the fact that the polls swing? Dude, for one make mistakes. I've made them. I get it. It happens. But if I'm reading the current data showing that Republicans are up three points and it suggests a red wave, am I wrong for reading the news? You see, that's the problem. Right now, Democrats are up 1.3. So I could be like, Democrats are poised to win. I mean, and then what happens is come November, the Republicans win or comes, you know, 57 days. And then they're like, haha, Tim said Republican Democrats were going to win and they didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm reading the polls, guys. Let me show you this. New York Times. The polling warning signs are flashing again. Democrats are polling well in exactly the places where surveys missed most in 2020. So here we go. In the U.S., Biden was up eight points. The actual result was up point four. Was, I'm sorry, was up four points. That was a that's a 100 percent, a 50 percent error, I guess you can call it. In Wisconsin, he was up 10. He came in less than one. In Florida, he was up two. He came in uh, at minus three, at plus three Trump. He was plus two in North Carolina, went plus one Trump. It's amazing. He was wrong across the board. Ohio was less than one for Trump and went plus eight Trump. Iowa was plus one Trump and went plus eight Trump. Texas plus two Trump went plus six Trump. The Rio Grand Valley went Republican. So we'll see. But anyway, I really want to just throw it back to the first story here and wrap up with uh, where we started. 
You can be a Democrat. You can be arrested for murdering somebody and you can keep your job. Uh Uh-huh. Long story short, if Trump is arrested, he's running. Let this story serve as the marker as to why he's going to be able to. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast IRL. Luke is back. We're glad to have him. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The walls are closing in on Donald Trump with a new bombshell report. Oh, it's been a while since I got to say that. Remember that? Every day, every week, every month, every hour, every minute. Donald Trump, the walls are closing in. The end is near. The beginning of the end for Trump. The bombshell reports. That was when he first started his presidency and it never stopped. Now, maybe it actually is kind of true because you had Steve Bannon come out and say that 35 Trump allies were raided by the feds. And you have this story from Newsweek. Donald Trump's surprise visit to Washington, D.C. sparks arrest speculation. What? Whoa. So what happened here? What's the big news? Donald Trump was seen landing at Dulles Airport in D.C. And he was wearing golf shoes and like a polo. And so everybody just immediately said, this proves it. You see, why would Donald Trump abruptly fly wearing these casual clothes to D.C.? He never comes to D.C. Well, the only explanation, of course, is that he's going to be arrested, right? Maybe. He could be playing golf. That, that's it. There's golf courses out here and he's wearing golf clothes because he, he may be playing golf. That's it. I don't know, man. I know that Steve Bannon got perp walked. I know that the media has come out and started claiming that, you know, this proves MAGA's one big scam. Meanwhile, Black Lives Matter, their leader is accused of stealing like 10 times the amount that Steve Bannon was accused of stealing. But uh, I don't see no FBI raids over there, if you know what I'm saying. So I don't know. Maybe Donald Trump is in D.C. because maybe he's going to be answering some questions. We just saw Bannon arrested. Even I think Alan Dershowitz, who's actually defended Trump quite a bit, has said, you know, they're gearing up for an indictment and Trump could be indicted for this. So maybe, maybe this time, this is the one time the walls are finally closing in on Trump. But yeah, I got to be honest, I still just don't buy it. I cannot see the future, my friends, but uh, I guess we'll just, we'll see, you know. Steve Bannon said the FBI is the Gestapo. Um, I think there is a unit of the FBI because, you know, I've talked with local police about you know, the issues we're dealing with uh, over here, security and stuff. And it's gotten, you know, it's gotten a lot worse. I, I, I can't say exactly what's going on, but, you know, just death threats and things like that. And uh, the, the, the FBI has a ton of agents all over the country. And it's, it's, you have to understand, not every FBI agent is like in the Washington field office answering to Chris Ray or anything like that. So when I'm talking to these cops, they're like, yeah, the local guys, they know them. They're local guys. Like they know these agents. So I think there's, there's something rotten at the core, you know, in, the, in perhaps in the Washington bureau, perhaps at the top. Well, Donald Trump's the one who appointed Ray. So he has no one to blame but himself. But, uh, you know, I keep my fingers crossed. Probably um, it's probably futile. That, uh, you know, the crimes being committed against us and, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene getting swatted and Steve Bannon as well will be um, will be solved and and will be answered. And uh, I guess not. I don't know. I've not heard anything. So, you know, forgive me if I just don't trust the FBI at this point. There have been a series of very serious crimes and um, I'll, I'll just put it this way. They've been reported to the feds and we've heard nothing, just just nothing. And um 
That's what's really scary to me. You know, because we talk about a lot of what's going on with Trump and the speculation, I suppose, is there's like a rogue element in the FBI. And it's like, yeah, you know, but we're in a unique position here at Timcast in that we've been we've we've had uh, private residences, studios. We've had bomb threats. We've had death threats over and over again. And we've we've nothing. Nothing. So I'm, I'm, my fingers are crossed, like maybe behind the scenes, they're working in, in, in quiet. I really doubt it. Kind of imagine that they tell us, talk to our security guards if they'd actually pursued the criminals that are that are targeting us. But uh, they're not. So I'm not confident. Not at all. Newsweek reports. Donald Trump's surprise visit to Washington, D.C. sparks arrest speculation. Oh, my. Donald Trump made a surprise and unannounced visit to Washington, D.C. on Sunday, prompting speculation and rumors about the reason for his trip. A video of Trump arriving at Dulles Airport in Virginia, an airport frequently used by those heading to the Capitol, was posted online by freelance reporter Andrew Layden. The former president can be seen getting out of the plane and heading into a vehicle waiting on the asphalt. Trump appears to be wearing golf shoes and a white polo top. A motorcade of vehicles then drives away with Layden suggesting Trump was heading to his golf course in D.C. Well, OK, then perhaps that's that. Thanks for hanging. Every- Thanks for hanging out, everybody. The next segment will be coming up. OK, hold on. Wait a minute. People aren't done with this. All right. All right. What's the speculation? Trump, who has only visited D.C. once since he left the White House in January 2021, made no mention of the trip on Truth Social, the social media account he frequently posts on or any other statement. The surprise visit has resulted in a range of theories being shared online. Some have suggested that Trump may be in D.C. because he is due to be arrested by the Department of Justice or that he may be visiting the Walter Reed Hospital for health reasons. Okay, now let's start from the uh, order of probability. He's going golfing. Trump golfs. There's people in D.C. he knows. He's going to golf with them. He's wearing golf clothes. Ladies and gentlemen, mystery solved, right? Yeah, maybe. Walter Reed Hospital, maybe. Maybe Trump was getting ready to play golf and then he felt, you know, a little murmur in his heart or something. Maybe it's myocarditis. And he was like, "Ooh, not feeling too good. Let's go up to the hospital. Yeah, OK, that's that's more probable. That's that's not as probable as just playing golf. But, you know, OK, it's there getting arrested. OK, you know, look, maybe. But that's probably the lowest probability. They say Trump potentially faces a number of indictments in connection with the January 6th attack and his alleged attempts. Thank you, Newsweek. Alleged attempts to overturn the 2020 election results. He's also facing an FBI investigation into claims he mishandled classified documents seized from his Mar-a-Lago resort and then allegedly attempted to obstruct the inquiry. Now, see, that's where they're probably going to try and get him. Many have suggested Trump is being dressed in golf attire, suggest the visit was not planned or needed to be taken at a moment's notice. Others noted that Trump may be in the Capitol to attend the speech due to be given by his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, at an event hosted by the America First Policy Institute. That's possible, too, but why would he be wearing golf clothes? He'd be wearing a suit. So I'm not sure if I buy that one. Lindy Lee. Oh, here we go. A political commentator and Democratic National Committee member tweeted, Trump is in D.C. 57 days before the election. Whoa, full stop. 57 days, ladies and gentlemen, get your friends to vote. Go knock on doors, register people to vote, tell them to vote, do your organizational due diligence, encourage the vote, register voters. Everybody should get their friends together and go to go vote. So if the theories of indictment hold true, this would be perfect. OK, I'm sorry. 57 days before the election which is right around, the, right around the DOJ's alleged 60-day threshold for election year sensitivities. So if the theories of indictment hold true, this would be perfect timing. No, it wouldn't. The deadline's passed. You see, that's reaching. It would be perfect timing for it to happen afterwards. Sorry, dude, not interested. Lee added, 
He was well enough to deplane himself. So if it's a medical emergency, it can't be that dire, which paves the way for other explanations. Dude, if you are having like an arrhythmia, you're going to be walking off the plane by yourself. Like you, maybe maybe he's got IBS. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, man, I got to go to the bathroom. Something's wrong. You're going to deplane the plane by yourself. Maybe he hurt his hand playing golf. He's playing golf and goes, ooh, I sprained my wrist. There's so much you can speculate. This is, this is my point. Yes, we all know that there's a very real possibility the feds go after Trump. But there are so many consequent, like so many circumstances you could just speculate as to being more probable. Donald Trump uh, jammed his finger. Yeah, uh, he was uh, walking and then he waved and then a golf ball hit the tip of his finger, jammed and he went, ah, so he can deplane himself but he needs to go to the hospital. Come on. There's, there's thousands of reasons why Trump could need to go to the hospital and be fine enough to walk and not be at serious, serious risk. Lawyer George Conway, husband of Kellyanne Conway, dismissed the idea Trump is in D.C. to play golf, saying it hasn't exactly been golf weather here. <laughs> Dude, it's sunny all week in D.C. These people are so desperate. Right now, it's mostly cloudy and 70 degrees. It is excellent weather to be outside. Might rain later today. OK, so maybe he's not playing Monday. But yo, Trump comes in on a Monday, you know, sits down, has a nice steak dinner at a good steakhouse. What's that fancy steakhouse? I can't remember his name. And then he's got all week to play golf in the sunny, beautiful 80 degree weather. OK, OK, well, that doesn't explain why he'd be wearing golf clothes now. You know, he's, he's wearing clothes if he was at the golf course. So I honestly think, you know, medical issue may be uh, may, may be what's what's happening here. You know, look, let's let's imagine this scenario is right. that They really want to get Trump. Do you think they're going to ask him to just show up, bro? They want a perp walk. OK, they're not going to be like, come on down for some questioning. They're going to go and raid his home. Or maybe that's not delicate enough. I don't know. He says, it hasn't exactly been golf weather. It's been a raining. I mean, raining, Conway added. Ha 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 ha. It has been, but come on. It's sunny all next week. This is ridiculous. Seth Abr- uh, Abramson was one of those who played down the speculation. It says, I'm seeing many people say that he's saying he's at Walter Reed with no evidence to support the claim. Others are saying it's going to be a rain tomorrow, but DOJ has implied it'll take no such action pre-election. A search of a Trump DC property, possibly, but no evidence of that either. It's like, it's going to turn out to be something dumb, like Trump was sitting there at his golf course, and he was like, you know what I really want? I want to get a nice steak from D.C. It's been a while. Let's go, guys. And then that, that's, that's it. The Twitter account of the left-wing blog, The Palmer Report, also suggested the reason for a visit may not be as exciting as Trump critics are hoping it to be. If the DOJ is behind this, the best hope we have for a swift explanation is if Trump himself blabs about it on his social network. But in such a case, we wouldn't know whether to believe any of what we saw. Look, I'm going to be honest. If this was the DOJ, Trump would be posting on Truth Social. It's a witch hunt and they're they're making me come down. Ladies and gentlemen, this is this is an abomination. Why would Trump say nothing? Health issue. If Trump had like explosive flatulence, he's not going to be posting about it because that's who Trump is. He's going to he's not going to tell people that if he was being indicted or brought in for questioning, he'd be like, this is absurd. They're calling me in because he'd want all his supporters to know about it. If Trump is faking a sudden health issue because he mistakenly believes that checking into a hospital will save him from being indicted and arrested, yawn. Short of that, why would Trump abruptly decide to voluntarily rush to D.C., still dressed in golf course clothes, looking more frazzled than ever? I mean, that's a fair point. Showing up in golf clothes makes you wonder. I can respect that. The Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington added, look, it's kind of weird that Trump flew to D.C. tonight and no one knows why. There's a lot of speculation, so let's just wait out until we know more before jumping to conclusion. But it is conclusions, but it is weird. 
Trump has been contacted for comments. Oh, I wonder what the comments are saying here. I urge Republicans to dump Trump and nominate a less controversial, less volatile, younger Republican president. I mean, I got to be honest. Ron DeSantis has kind of proven himself. I got to I'm going to be real with y'all. Donald Trump, he's sporadic. He's tough. I dig it. Carl Benjamin said it's got to be Trump. He's got to finish that narrative arc. And I'm like, Trump was never my guy. I didn't vote for him in 2016. I voted him from 2020 when faced the prospect of Joe Biden, what Joe Biden represented. And and, and having seen Trump's track record versus what I thought we would get with Trump and Hillary Clinton, I said, okay, school choice is good. But I got to tell you, Ron DeSantis, sorry, um, Trump supporters don't like me that much anyway, because I'm a fairly middle of the road guy. But I see Ron DeSantis and in him, I see military leadership. I see actually people have pointed out to me he does have he does have foreign policy experience, you know, being in Congress and, and in the military. So I said, OK, I, I take I take that back. I, you know, he has fired. He, he, he suspended and fired. I, I don't know if he fired the guy, the woke DA who wasn't prosecuting crime. I think Ron DeSantis is like a gift basket being handed to the, the MAGA Republicans. I got to be honest. And the reason I said that in April, I've, I, I shifted back towards Trump a little bit because Trump said wants to fire everybody. And I'm like, that's it. You know, Trump fires everybody, the schedule F stuff. And then Ron DeSantis, he actually did fire that guy. And here's my here's my point here. Trump said he was going to drain the swamp. He didn't do it. He brought in more swamp monsters. Ron DeSantis is a Freedom Caucus guy. Freedom Caucus is great. It's Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think she's Freedom Caucus, right? You've got uh, Thomas Massey. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You got Troy Nails. You got some good people there. Ron DeSantis. I think he's done a really, really great job. Donald Trump locked things down. He did. He was the guy behind two weeks to slow the spread. Now, to be fair, he said, you know, look, it's the governors who are going to do this. I can respect that. But under Trump, we had Fauci. He could have fired Fauci at any moment. He had bad advisors. He bought. He brought in Bolton. So I'm looking at this now and I'm like, the one thing that really gets me with Trump is that he is Trump. So I can I, I think he can he, his, his business savvy is going to help us, the economy. We had the best numbers of our lives. I can respect all of that foreign policy. Magnificent. But now I'm looking at domestic policy. And I think Trump is the rallying cry of the left. DeSantis is not. They'll try to make it DeSantis, but DeSantis doesn't have that pizzazz. Like, look, Trump is a powerful media figure that's easy. They can scream Trump. But DeSantis, regular people aren't motivated by DeSantis. We may be. And so I'm thinking we got a younger guy with military experience who's already proven track record in Florida. I think he might be better. The only thing that that really shifts me towards Trump is the firing everybody. But many people have pointed out to me like, yeah, Tim, you want to support Trump, but he didn't fire everybody. He didn't drain the swamp. He drained it of its fluids and exposed a bunch of swamp monsters, but he brought swamp monsters in too. Now, I can respect that Trump did what he could do. And many people are saying, you get Trump, DeSantis, then DeSantis, DeSantis, Trump, DeSantis with DeSantis VP, and then two terms of DeSantis. And that's wishful thinking. The idea that a Republican is going to get, the Republican Party is going to get three terms back to back. Maybe not. I'm worried that this stuff about Trump, they're going after him. They want to stop him. They're, I'll, I'll put it this way. 
The reason why people think Trump won't be indicted is because it would pave the way for DeSantis. And then what can they do? Nah, they need Trump to run. So I'll, I'll, I'll add this to the speculation. I don't think they're going to indict Trump. They might. I'm not sure. They go back and forth. This I know, I know, I know. It's, it's, it's right now, based on the information, I don't know. I don't know. Let's just do, let's put it this way. I, I'm, 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 I don't want to say they will or they won't because I've, you know, I've, I've gone back and forth a little bit. Here's why they would to stop him. Here's why they wouldn't. It would prop up DeSantis and there's nothing they can do to stop DeSantis. He, another reason they would is because they're zealot ideologues. Another reason they wouldn't. They need people to rally against Donald Trump. They need that for the it's for it's for the midterms. The DeSantis thing is 2024. So I got I got a feeling, man. I don't know. Here's why they would. They propped up all these MAGA Republicans. You remember this? Democrats are supporting MAGA Republicans. And Donald Trump endorse his endorsements are up 99, 92 to 99% or something like that. Like all of his guys are getting, I think it's 92%. People he's endorsing. Men and women. Now they've lined them all up. They indict Trump and say, don't vote for the criminals. Indicting Trump now, right before the election. Oh, they said they're not going to do it, but come on. Look at the Hunter Biden laptop. They can then run commercials saying uh, Donald Trump has been indicted for this, that or otherwise. And these are the people who were working with him. That's why they would. Tough call, man. I don't know. And so I kind of feel like with the Ron DeSantis, you have a clean slate. Not perfect. I know they're going to DeSantis saying DeSantis is actually worse than Trump. And it's like, dude, okay. Ron DeSantis, savvier, more tact. I think he might be the right dude. I do. It, it just really feels safer. That's, that's, I, I, was, I was thinking this over the weekend, and I go back and forth, I know, but I'm thinking about Trump and DeSantis, the, the, the ways they're going after Trump and Trump supporters, and I'm like, Ron DeSantis is the safer bet. I think, I'm not, I'm not so sure. This is a story we got over the weekend. Bannon tells Charlie Kirk 35 MAGA allies got raided day of indictment. Now, a lot of people are saying Bannon's full of it, but Harmeet Dillon, who's a lawyer, said she can confirm people she knew were also raided as well. Maybe they don't want to come out and say it. Check this out. Bannon linked the alleged FBI searches to political and legal pressures facing right wing figures, including Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson, Trump and himself. Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Take a look at this. You search for 35 Trump allies and what do you get? It looks like the results below are changing quickly. If this topic is new, it can sometimes take time for reliable sources to publish information. Check the source. Are they trusted? Come back later. Yeah. Newsweek, dude. Nice try, Google. Creepy. I love this next story. Steve Bannon's indictment reveals the truth about Trumpism. Oh, the truth about Trumpism. Huh? In the end, MAGA is nothing but a scam with hate in its heart and other people's money in its pockets. Oh, Steve Bannon, who's just stealing money. Oh, okay. Defrauding, he's facing charges of defrauding donors. Oh, heavens. Because he took a million dollars out of a $25 million build the wall fund. Okay. They say two people have already pleaded guilty. Is a very direct example of a prominent figure in the MAGA movement lining their pockets with money from unsuspecting marks. But it also stands as a metaphor for the movement as a whole. Far from standing up for the interests of ordinary Americans, MAGA exists to funnel money, power, and prestige to a small elite while not lifting a finger to improve the lives of anyone else. I don't know if the charges are legitimate. If Bannon did take the million dollars, I will give a stern wag of the finger. Is it criminal? I don't know. Look, if you if you have a nonprofit with a mission, you can pay yourself. 
Like organizers get paid salaries to run the operation. But Biden taking a million dollars, I don't think Biden needs so. I'm pretty sure Biden's super rich as it is. So it's just weird to me. And don't look at me. I don't know. Don't ask me. We'll see how this plays out. But I will give an honorable mention to our good friends over at Black Lives Matter. They've accused an executive of stealing $10 million in donor funds. Oh, huh. Steve Bannon took a million dollars. That's really interesting. It's really interesting. Really interesting. I have, uh, I have questions about that number. Yeah. Black Lives Matter. 10 million. Huh. Where's perp walk? They perp walked Steve Bannon. Amazing. Black Lives Matter activists accuse an executive of stealing $10 million in funds and putting it in their personal piggy bank. Where's perp walk? Okay. I think we get it, my friends. You know, you could be someone who has a complaint about a million dollars and ain't nobody going to make a move. The feds are going to say not interested. But it's Steve Bannon. Now, all of a sudden, they are right before the election, mind you. Black Lives Matter could be $10 million. Ain't nobody going to make no moves. Hmm. Sorry. We don't know what you're talking about. No raids there. Okay. This is why I have no faith. This is why I think we're at Gestapo levels. This is why I think civil war. I'll add something to this. When I talk about civil war, guys, and predictions and politics, I'm literally just reading the news. You know, if the media comes out and says the Democrats are polling well and they're expected to win the Senate, I say that. And I say, it looks like they're going to win the Senate. And then the, then if they lose, people are going to come out and be like, Tim was wrong. I'd be like, wasn't I wrong or was I just reading some news article, dude? Calm down. You know, I will add this. Some of the speculation that I have is due to ongoing security issues that we have here at TimCast that aren't being addressed. And there's a lot of stuff I can't talk about. For secu- like this is, We're talking about death threats and things like that. I'll tell you, I've had communications with some uh, top men. And I'm just surprised at the lack of support that we seem to be able to get. So weird. You'd think something would be, would be done about this. Nah, they say it doesn't move the needle. Sorry. It's just not an issue for us that we're concerned about. But Steve Bannon? Hmm, you better believe they'll go after him. Yeah, man. I don't know what's going on. I like to believe that the uh, lower ranking and field offices outside of D.C. have FBI agents who are doing good. I mean, we heard about them going after some child trafficking ring. It's like, you know, maybe they're doing something good. But the leadership is just rotten to the core, I guess. And it makes me worried when you see stuff like this. 35 Trump supporters, Trump allies raided. Trump facing indictment, so they say. We'll see, man. Well, we're well past the point where throughout history, people would flee countries. So just saying. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. At the end of every Scooby-Doo episode, they call the cops. That's what they do. So uh, invariably, the mystery machine accidentally breaks down. The Scooby gang stumbles upon a mysterious location where there's a ghost, a zombie, a Frankenstein monster of some sort wreaking havoc. And I guess typically it's like, There's always some dude who dresses up like a monster to scare people away to drive property value down or something. They have like one episode theme. But anyway, Scooby and Shaggy are scared. And then, you know, Velma can't see without her glasses. And uh, uh, in the end, they set a trap. They capture the bad guy. And then Fred pulls his mask off and the police arrest him. Well, now Velma is being branded a Karen for calling the police in a video game. This story's actually um, been circulating for some time. 
Because there's a new video game called Multiverses. Multiverses is basically a knockoff of Super Smash Brothers. But the characters are like LeBron James, for some reason. Uh, and the, the gang from Scooby-Doo. And, and who else is in it? Because Shaggy goes Super Saiyan, and it's, and it's really hilarious. Oh, uh, Arya Stark is in it, but it's just like a cartoon version of her. And uh, Bug, Bugs Bunny, I think? Tom and Jerry are in it. Yeah, it's like Warner Brothers characters. So you can play as Velma and fight people. And her special move is to call the police and the police then arrest you. Oh, this is too good. Get woke, go broke, I guess. Look, okay, this game comes out and uh, I like the Smash Brothers fighting format, the whatever you call it. And I can respect the hard work that went into this. It's cool to see Shaggy go Super Saiyan. You know, that is like in, in Dragon Ball Z when the hair spikes and turns golden and they float and then fire lasers or whatever. You know, okay, so it's, it is really funny watching. It's like there's a commercial for it. And Shaggy's like, zoinks, what's going on, man? And then someone steals his sandwich or something. And he goes, and then he just like gets super powerful. That's funny. I respect that. But the game is just kind of not that good. All right. And now here's the thing. First of all, let me just say, canceling Velma because she calls the cops is the stupidest thing ever because that's literally what they do in Scooby-Doo. This is, <laughs> this is the modern state of American culture, my friends. Um, I wonder if we have this one tweet from this dude. It's actually really funny. Now, we don't have it in Bounding in the comics. I think, I don't know if Washington Post has it. Maybe they do. All right, this dude, He Who Vibes says, I am enjoying Velma in multiverses, but maining a character whose special move is calling the police on her enemies definitely don't sit right with me as a black man, LOL. It is kind of funny. They go on to say there is even a change.org petition to have the move changed. All right, well, it's gone. Okay, it's gone. The move is gone. Now, she says, you're in big trouble, mister, or something like that. And instead of the police showing up, the mystery machine shows up. And this is just so much better because, okay, the, the, the basics of the move, you're playing as, actually, maybe I'll just play the video. Let me see if I can play this video and they're going to get mad at me on YouTube or whatever. But so uh, actually call the police on you. Here it is. So this is, um, who is she fighting? Who is that? Uh, is Velma is fighting um, the character from Steven Universe. I don't, I don't know. Garnet. That's what, Garnet. That's her name. All right. You're in big trouble now, and then the police car picks up the character, and then she dials a number, and then the police car jumps off the edge, killing them. So they've changed it now. They've gotten rid of it, and now she calls them the mystery van. And this is actually substantially worse. Let me show you this. This is funny. So there's Shaggy. He's fighting great. He's throwing sandwiches. And then uh, Velma is going to call. She calls her special move. Not yet. Not yet. She's got to get all the clues first. All right, so Shaggy's powering up. Velma gets the clue. And now she... Okay, she says, you're in big trouble now. The mystery machine pulls up, hits hits Shaggy, and kidnaps him, and then jumps off it. So it's actually worse. Like, in the real world, when you get picked up by the police, you're in big trouble. And in the game, Velma calls... Or I'm sorry, in the show, Velma calls the cops on people. Because of the woke outrage over calling the cops on somebody, instead, you just kidnap them. You call your personal van. Velma calls a panel van to come and take you and hurt you. Yo, that is so much worse. 
But okay. Considering the way things are going now in the world, uh, I'm not surprised that um, the the woke outrage has resulted in it was a police car that was arresting you, due process, and it's now a mysterious van kidnapping you. Bravo. Bravo. Here we go. So they got rid of it. Get woke, go broke. Velma no longer calls the police on other fighters and multiverses after special move is met with scrutiny on social media. Velma's cop calling attack has been changed to summoning the mystery machine after a smattering of discussion and jokes. Okay, it is a dumb move to begin with, right? When they're doing game design, they're like, how about Velma calls the cops on you? It's like, this is probably dumb, but I got to be real. Like, I don't understand why Velma is even a playable character. Like Fred, I guess. Shaggy, I get. Shaggy's actually really funny. Seeing him like do a karate stance and then like power up like Goku is actually really funny. Speech bubbles that appear above one or more opposing characters' heads, revealing they are Mr. Jenkins in disguise. The police car then moves towards the marked opponents. When it catches up to them, a silhouette of the character can be seen in the back seat of the imposter marker, changing to show the character behind bars as the police car attempts to hurl its. I love how it's like the cops just take you and then kamikaze off a cliff. As the prompt called the police about Velma's head was shared by the best of ban, others on Twitter mocked it by carrying it, comparing it to a Karen's amazing slang term for women demanding the police. Others called it a white woman move or joked the move would be more effective against black characters. Okay, here's what I, I want to say. This is modern culture. It is dumb. I get it. But there's nothing inherently racist about calling the police on someone. To the woke, this is the world they live in. So here's what I'm going to say. We got to win the culture war, my friends. Otherwise, this is what happens. It ain't just about this one thing. Politics is downstream from culture. When you play video games and there are stories that are meant to inspire and they, they explicitly tell you police are bad, you end up with things like this. Portland, Oregon, once among the safest cities in the U.S., struggles to cut homicide rate. Why, just recently, a bunch of far leftists took over the city and started shooting at an old man and then killed one of their own dudes. So, like, look, I get their problems with cops, but seriously, when these people want to abolish police, they mean it. And I don't know if that outright is the most functional idea. Now, to be fair, the people who want to abolish police are thinking of something totally different from people who live in the countryside. If you live on a rural area, you got sheriffs and you don't really encounter cops all that much. You live in the big city, you get harassed sometimes. It's true. But you look at Portland. I got I to gotta ask you, what's worse? Getting tickets, being annoyed by cops, um, sometimes getting arrested and having to deal with it, or murder? I don't want to pretend like the only uh, option is between the two. I think we need police reform and I think murder is bad. Culture is everything. So I'm going to give a shout out to Tom McDonald's new song, Riot. Currently number four, number eight, I'm sorry, trending on music. Number two sales on iTunes. I've been shouting out Tom since he released his new song, Riot. It's not an overtly political song, but we have to win the culture war. And winning the culture war means supporting culture. So I'm going to be shouting out Tom uh, periodically throughout the week because this is the reporting week to get him on Billboard. And if he hits number one on the Hot 100, I'm going to wear a suit on Timcast IRL. In fact, Ian is going to wear a suit. Lydia is going to wear a suit. And Luke has even agreed to wear a suit if Tom hits number one. So you can click the link in the description below, buying buy his song, Riot, because we're trying to support people who are counterculture. We put out a song. Y'all support it. We respect it. Tom's got another song out. We want to we want to support everyone as much as possible because it's not just about me. It's about other people. And Tom's doing a really, really good job of it. Otherwise, this is what you get. You get a culture 
that tells you it's wrong to call the cops. And I, I, I know it may be silly. Seriously. They're like, oh, it's just a dumb game. Who cares? Calling the cops is a dumb move anyway. And it kind of is. But I think it's just it, it, it's just a weird cultural phenomenon where we are offended that you call the police on people. I'm not. You know, I, I see I see Black Lives Matter calling the cops on people. They, I've seen those videos multiple times. What they're doing here is, is, is just making crime worse. I think it's a cult. I think what you end up seeing with the left is they, they, they just latch on to some empty political rhetoric and then chase it into oblivion. So look, if you have problems, you should call the police. You should be careful about what you say to police always. Double-edged sword it is. But uh, if, you're, if you're dealing with a problem, you let the police handle it. Why? Because they are third-party arbiters of the problem. And I was perfect. I told the story just last week about how I had cops basically mug me in New York. Yeah, because they're people. But do you want to put yourself in harm's way? It's tough questions. I know all the libertarians are spitting and yelling and complaining. Look, you want to do a private police force? I'm down. I'm just saying right now, we need some kind of third-party arbiters for dealing with security. I don't personally believe that private can handle it. I do believe the current state of policing is, is corrupt in this country to a great degree. And that's why we saw so many cops quit massive retirements because they know too. But that only leads us, leaves, us, leaves us left with a bunch of corrupt cops. And that's a problem. But let me tell you something else. When we're watching these video games and we say, get what go broken, all that stuff. And then I tell you, buy Tom McDonald's song. And I'll tell you why. We got to win the culture war. Let me throw it to our good friend, Jenk Uger, to explain why you need to. Viva Fry. Our actual good friend said, serious question, Jenk Uger. Are you denying that CNN is clearly, demonstrably, and unequivocally on the left progressive? If you are prepared to admit this, how do you balance out something that is skewed by adding more to the side which is already skewed? Jenk Uger says, yes, I'm absolutely denying it. It's on, quote, the left on social issues, as in they think you shouldn't hate black or gay people, which puts right wing in a rage. But on economic issues, they're completely right wing. They have a corporate agenda, which is identical to Republicans. It was very interesting. Viva responded. He said, Jenk, your denial contains the material admission. You are also confounding, conflating, economic issues with corporate interests. CNN has a corporation, as a corporation, has the same corporate interests as Fox News. But on the economic issues to fund the police, taxation, for example, they are left. That's right. Jenk Uger outright stating it. The corporations or CNN in particular is on the left. So the narrative they espouse will be on the left, regardless of if it makes sense. I don't care for left or right wing talking points. They call me right wing because the left is out of their mind. You've got many libertarians who are saying that uh, we should completely abolish the police, along with Antifa, for different reasons, mind you. You have conservatives saying back the blue, baby. And I'm saying Somewhat neither of those things. Now, people say you're such a milk toast fence sitter. Dude, I'm trying to be reasonable in what would work. And when you see Portland, Oregon with skyrocketing homicide cases, don't come to me and tell me abolishing the police is the solution. Now, now libertarians will come to me and they'll say the cops are corrupt. We're better off without them. OK, and then maybe, maybe Second Amendment, an armed society and no cops, perhaps. I still think we need some degree of law enforcement. I do. And I think it's because it is naive to believe that these massive cities with conflicting interests and in crime can function with people just being armed. I think maybe we move in that direction. Like 
we reduce the amount of police. Police should be used for administrative calls to deal with process when it comes to crime. And you should have the right to keep in, uh, keep, uh, keep in bare arms and defend yourself. It's complicated, man. Of course it is. And that's why it's annoying when people are like, just take a side, Tim. Just take a stance. Are you for the police or against the police? And I'm like, dude, it's not that simple. It never is. We're dealing with a massive system that is built up over hundreds of years. And you want to snap your fingers and solve the problem. It ain't going to happen. 2.5 million people on Manhattan Island. You, you can't just not have cops. If people don't want to have to carry weapons, then you have cops carry the weapons. But then taking away the right of people to keep and bear arms, you get corrupt cops. You get corrupt politicians appointing corrupt cops. Maybe there is no answer. I can tell you this. The direction we're heading in ain't a direction I want to be around. Portland, Oregon, skyrocketing homicide rates. This is the point. Let me tie it together in a neat little bow. Yes, it may be silly that Velma calls the police and they remove it. Now you get kidnapped, I guess. But isn't that the perfect, perfect breakdown of what really it is, what it really is? Either you have the cops arrest you and then you can go through begrudgingly a due process system that is sometimes broken and often broken, or you can have a van pull up. They throw you in the back and drive you off a cliff. I think it's hilarious that without, in the absence of police, we have this metaphor in this stupid multiverses game. It's not, it's not that bad of a game. Okay, I've played it. It's all right. But in this game, you can get rid of the police and now you just get kidnapped and murdered. Let me say that again. They took the police out. Granted, by that logic, the cops were murdering you as well. But you get the analogy. People complained that the cops were arresting people and they said, okay, we'll make it so that they throw you in the back of a van and drive you off a cliff. It's the perfect example, isn't it? That's what we're dealing with. The cops can pull you over and give you a fake ticket. It sucks. The cops can pull you over. You pay your ticket. You get arrested. It really sucks. You get rid of those cops and then a dude walks up to your car and puts two in your chest. Man, I don't want to sit here and claim that the police are the only solution in the face of crime. Because perhaps keeping and bearing arms can help reduce substantial amounts of crime as well when criminals are afraid again. You know, Maj Ture has that shirt, make criminals afraid again. You know, so maybe that's something we need to talk about. People need to be need to keep and bear arms. And we do need some kind of minimal police force for the administrative process. And when crimes get serious, when people have like high powered rifles or armor piercing rounds and they're robbing banks, who knows? I can tell you this. It ain't going to matter unless we win the culture war. And when you look at what's, what's going on with these video games, when you look at New York Times, yes, we literally mean abolish the police. And then you look at this from Bounding into Comics. Sony mocked over $11 million global social justice fund, 30K PlayStation Career Pathways program scholarships for historically disadvantaged communities. You laugh, you mock them, but they are dumping money into this stuff. You want to know what kids are thinking about? Man, this is it. So I'll tell you why I say support Tom McDonald, because it has never been more clear, dudes. Culture is everything. And I'll tell you this, school choice is a victory. They're trying to get your kids because they don't have any. I am not going to say, you know, hold the line. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. No, no, this is what you need to understand. School choice is a hold-the-line move. Make sure your kids don't get exposed to the cult. I'm saying charge the center. We should, now that we are holding the line when it comes to schools, and we're winning on school choice, now that we've held the defensive position, it's time to make a, a forward-moving maneuver. I'm being careful with my language here. And that is winning in culture, challenging the machine, invading their spaces. We've defended the line. Now we take the spaces. Right now, Timcast only ever wanted our song, number two, Billboard Digital Sales, number 21, Rock, number 16, Alternative, number 24, Rock and Alternative. There are so many bands that never hit these charts, and we did it thanks to you. Tom McDonald's now number two on iTunes, which likely predicts he's going to top the sales charts and the hip hop charts coming up next week when they release the official uh, uh, billboard charts. That'll be not this week. It'll be next week, Tuesdays, when the official charts will come out. Here's why it's so important that we do it, because we can make sure that, you know, I should say your kids, I don't have any kids, but your kids are in schools. You have school choice and you're making sure these teachers aren't indoctrinating them with crazy crackpot ideas. Now, your kids are being exposed to music and TikTok. TikTok's where it's really scary because they ban us from TikTok. They're recoiling in horror that our song did so well. Number two, they were shocked. They didn't want to believe it. So they said they wouldn't cover us in the news because they hate us. But the reality is they want to make sure that young people don't get exposed to culture that tells them, hey, dude, be responsible. Be individually free. And you know what? Sometimes you got to call the cops. Sometimes it's okay to have a police force. I'm not an anarchist. I'm a, center, a, a, a libertarian-leaning centrist. That means I'm not going to come out and say abolish the police, except in the circumstances where the left says that they would like to abolish the police in their cities. I say, okay, give them what they want. All right. Oh, what's that? They all of a sudden walked that back, didn't they? What they really want is control of police. I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers, my friends. I can only tell you this. We're not, we can't just sit back and be like, you know, school choice and then we're good. Winning the culture war is everything. Making culture. So here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to just start making stuff. I know a lot of people hit me up and they're like, hey, I make music. I make videos. Can you support me? It's like we can support some people. We've hired many people we believed in. We've got, we've got shows like Pop Culture Crisis, Tales from the Innovative World. The vlog is expanding. But we're not able to, to work with everybody. But I can tell you, man, you just got to keep making stuff. You got to make your own stuff. You got to put it up. You got to put it on YouTube. You make music, sign up for DistroKid or TuneCore, and that'll get all your music on all the platforms. It's not expensive, like 10 bucks a month or something like that. Start there. Do what you can. It's not perfect. It's not easy. It's difficult. But it's time to start making culture. Tom did it. We're doing it. Y'all can do it too. We're going to sign some musicians. We're going to do to the best of our abilities what we can to expand the culture. We're working on a video game. Our video game is going to be uh, funny, and it's going to be, uh, I don't know what, peripherally political. We'll call it that. The main character, it's not political, but the underlying themes of the story are political, and it's funny. But if you were to play the game, you know, you wouldn't think too much about the politics. It is a roguelike game that we're developing. We've shown it some time. We've shown it some time. What am I trying to say? We've showed it a bit in a variety of formats, like I posted on Instagram. And we're, we're, we're making a card game as well. 
We are trying to make things that young people will be inspired by, interested in, and it will move them away from the crackpot wokery and towards individual liberty. And that means not just speaking out. And that means we got to do more than be political. Case in point, only ever wanted the song we released. Check it out on Spotify. Stream it. Put it on your playlists. The more you guys listen, the better off we are. Same thing for the song we have, Will of the People. Check out Tim Cast as an artist on Spotify, two songs, and then some like other songs. They shouldn't be there. We'll, we'll move them. Will of the People and, and Only Ever Wanted are two songs I put out. Will of the People, overtly political, Only Ever Wanted, not political. And we put out Only Ever Wanted, a not political song on purpose. Tom McDonald's riot is not political. It's on purpose. There needs to be a way, there, there needs to be content that allows people, let me put it this way. We got to meet people where they are. You make a political song. Tom's got a ton of them. They're awesome. And political people who understand this hear it and they're like, yup. Preaching to the choir, though. Regular people who don't know this hear them like, I know what you're talking about. You make something that's not political. It's enjoyable entertainment. They watch. They listen. There it is. Now we're meeting people where they are. And this is why they get so pissed off about it. This is why they, they, they work so hard to keep Tom McDonald off the charts. And this is why I'm, I'm pushing his song. Because you look at what, they, what happens. They make a video game. They bend the knee in two seconds of the woke crowd. Two seconds. Okay. Why don't they add the cops back? Why, how come we can't come out and be like, how dare you remove the police? The police are time honored, blah, 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 put them back. They won't do it. We've got to make our own stuff. We have to promote and support people who are making good culture. For one buck, when you buy Tom McDonald's song, you're giving him, I don't know, I don't think he gets the full dollar. They get a cut, right? But you buy that song, you are giving him money to keep making more music. And you're forcing his music into the billboard charts. And then the media has no choice but to, to recognize. And then eventually we take the hill and we dominate the charts always. Then everyone else just says, oh, we want to be like them. That's where the money's at. Because they're zombies. They're NPCs. They'll follow suit. This is the path forward. Click the link in the description below. Get his song. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.